You may be seated. Well, again, uh, Happy New Year to you. So glad that you're with us here in the sanctuary as well as online. Let me see uh, a show of hands, if you don't mind. How many of you have set new goals for the new year? Anybody? Okay, a couple here and there. All right, good. Well, personally, I like this idea of, of turning the page and resetting in a few key areas of life. I have some personal goals this year I, I hope to be able to, to reach. Jody and I have a few together. We even have a few for Gus, uh, our little puppy. He has not bought into those yet, but we're going to work on that and hope, hope it works out. But seriously, it is a sacred act to examine life and desire to do and to be better, isn't it? It's a sacred act to, to take our time and to examine life and desire to do and to be better. Setting goals and making resolutions can also be a challenge to our spiritual journey. And we have to ask the question when we engage this, are my goals in alignment with the heart of God? Are our goals in alignment with the heart of God? The writer of Hebrews captures this wonderfully when, uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, when the writer writes, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Our goal is to run with and toward Jesus. Now, often when we focus on that verse, we tend to let our minds go right to the phrase, and the sin that so easily entangles. But you'll notice when you take a closer look at that verse, the writer also includes those pursuits that are not necessarily sinful, but those things that hinder us from running the race of faith. Let us throw off everything that hinders. Everything that hinders. This could be fear. This could be anxiety. This could be all sorts of distractions. It could even be good goals that you have that may chew up a lot of time and a lot of energy, but they don't necessarily bring you closer to the heart of God. Everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Have you ever seen a slow cycling race? A slow cycling race is a race where a cyclist tries to be the last one to cross the finish line. Just take a look at, at a little bit of this one right here. Now that is, anybody ever participate in one of those? Anybody? It doesn't look easy, does it? I mean, it looks like a really interesting race. All right, we're, okay, that's good enough, Michael. We're not going to we're not going to share all of it. Although, if you stay after, you can see who wins. How's that? Or see who? I guess finishes last, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So anyway, there are two rules: the person who finishes last wins, and you cannot let your feet touch the ground. Person who finishes last wins, and you cannot let your feet touch the ground. Now, what if we all signed up for that race? Maybe we didn't get the memo, but we saw that race. We saw the lanes. What if we all went out and signed up for that race, and then as soon as it was time to start, we just took off as if it was a regular race? 
like every other race, we would be in pursuit of the wrong goal, wouldn't we? And rather than finishing as the winner, we would actually be the first loser if we just took off out of there. Well, sometimes if our goals, good as they may be, if they're not in alignment with the heart of God, we're not going to get any closer to doing what the writer of Hebrews says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, I love that translation, and perfecter of our faith. Here's the big idea this morning. If you don't take anything else, take this. We want goals aligned with the heart of God. We want goals aligned with the heart of God. So if you made fitness goals, which, you know, it's a good thing to do, you probably will consult a fitness coach. If you made financial goals, then you'll probably consult a financial advisor. Well, today, Pastor, and Brian, Pastor Brian and I would like to humbly suggest areas of the faith journey, big picture areas of the faith journey that you may want to consider as worthy of your goal setting, of your resolutions this year. And what follows in our time together, he's going to share some of this time with me, what follows is our hopes, not just for each of us as individuals, but our hopes uh, for the congregation. So Pastor Brian, uh, will you come up and share uh, a couple of your thoughts, and then I'll come up and share a couple of mine. Well, we're going to ground our thoughts in, in Scripture as well, and I want to encourage everybody here in the sanctuary, everybody worshiping online, to make very clear plans today to respond to the Great Commission in 2023. The Great Commission, if you haven't heard of this, it's a classic passage. It's at the very end of the Gospel of Matthew. In it, we have the resurrected Jesus sharing some words with the disciples uh, shortly before his ascension to heaven. So let's look at that together this morning. We see here in Matthew 28, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is God's word for us this morning, the Great Commission here. I encourage you to continue looking at this over the week ahead. This is Matthew 28, the very end of the Gospel of Matthew. And this passage here that we have, it's, it's simple, and there's a very clear progression that we can apply to our lives as we align our goals with the heart of God. So I want to encourage you to allow this progression to, to guide our time as we think about the Great Commission. We're called to make disciples we're called to teach, and we're reminded so beautifully in verse 20 that God is with us. Now, we talked a lot about this throughout Advent, and we see uh, Jesus here from, we see that in the beginning of Matthew, we see it here at the end, he, him reminding his disciples and reminding us that he is with us always till the end of the age. Jesus ministered on earth so that people could know God deeply and personally. Jesus did this mission accomplished. We are called to do the same. We are called to make disciples while we're here on earth 
to simply lead people to know God. We see in the Great Commission that this entails teaching. You can think to yourself, are you comfortable as a teacher or not? I know we have some teachers in this room. For some people, you might not feel like that's your strong suit. But the good news is there are many ways to teach with our lives. We teach with our words, and we also very much teach with our actions. So we're forward-thinking this morning. Pastor Phil talked about turning the page. We're thinking about 2023, but think about 2022 for a moment. What have your actions been teaching? We teach with our words. We also teach with our deeds. So what have your actions been teaching? If somebody today over lunch said, hey, I have for you a silent time-lapse video of your last year. I've condensed your 2022 into 90 seconds in a a hyperspeed time-lapse video. What would your actions show in that video? If you were to watch that time-lapse of 2022, what would it look like your priority is? I love time-lapse videos. If you're not familiar, here's here's a simple one. There's so many to choose from, uh, but you can roll that, Michael. It's uh, about an hour uh, in a just public area. You can see people passing. That guy on the bench is just living life, uh, watching everybody go. Uh, but so much has happened there uh, in the matter of the 15 seconds that we watch it. Um, time-lapse videos are, are amazing. You can watch like a flower bloom, but that's, that's off topic. What would your 2022 look like if we had a time-lapse of it? If we sat down and watched it, what would be the most important part of your life based on your actions? I want you to really think and name in your head, what would someone say is the most important thing in your life if they just saw a time-lapse of your year? If we are to live faithfully in response to the Great Commission, if we're going to take those words in Matthew 28 to heart, Our actions must demonstrate how our goals are aligned with the heart of God. We need to see visible fruit in action. And it's it's my hope and really delightful expectation that this year we will all be active, obedient disciples, both individually and in our homes, but also collectively as a church family here at OTCC. Because the reality is, in light of the Great Commission, our community absolutely has needs. It has needs that are very visible, has needs that are absolutely invisible, that we can't see on the surface, but that are very much there. So our calling is to make disciples in word and with our actions. And the good news, if you read all the way to the end of the Great Commission, is we don't really have to sweat that hard or worry Because the last thing Jesus says, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age, God is with us. Let that promise soak in. The Great Commission is a high calling. It's a high ask. Jesus doesn't want us to just, you know, casually see if we can do something. Jesus wants us to intentionally make disciples and teach. But he's with us always to the end of the age. Emmanuel, God with us, is really 
with us. And that should change the actions that we take and the course we plot out for the year ahead. We have so many opportunities to respond accordingly right here at OTCC. The reality is there's people in our community who simply need food. You can help uh, respond to that need on a second Saturday at the Carpenter Shelter, on a third Friday on our sidewalk with the food distribution. We have people in our community who are really lonely, who are just overlooked to the point where it, it breaks my heart and frustrates me. You can build connections and bring meaning to people's lives here every Wednesday morning. We have a breakfast, but note I didn't couple that under food needs because so much of what happens is relational and personal. You can help bridge that gap as part of the church here. We also have people in our community, uh, people just blocks from us who are nervous about church or who are nervous about worship, showing up in a place like this that's unfamiliar. We can help make disciples by greeting them and welcoming them. You can do that informally. It, it makes me happy to see so many of you do that. But also formally, downstairs, Paul and Viola, friendly faces, greeted people to worship this morning. That's just a small way you can help make disciples here. And another really important one is children need to learn the reason for our joy, the reason for our commitment to God's mission. And we have faithful volunteers downstairs right now that are helping ensure that happen, not just today, but year-round. That's another way you can respond to very directly teach and make disciples. So the call from the Great Commission is simple, and I, I encourage you to write it down here. Make disciples, teach, God is with us. You have the, the verses right there for you. May your time-lapse video of 2023 show a life that is pursuing goals aligned with the heart of God. So in addition to, to looking back, get excited and look forward to 2023. What could your hypothetical time-lapse video of your life look like? What are you going to include in it? What do you hope to include in your life that would make God proud? What do you hope to put in there that would make God smile? I think that's a, a beautiful north star to pursue. If you don't know where to start with this, just stick with us here. We, we have a, a great cloud of witnesses that was in the verse in Hebrews that Pastor Phil read who want to support you, who want to cheer you on as you aim to live obediently in response to the Great Commission. This is a, a direct calling to us, and it's one that we should take with joy and with encouragement because of verse 20, the reminder that God is with us. As we've celebrated at Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us. This reality is true all throughout the new year and to the very end of the age. So believe those words in verse 20. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. God is with us. God is calling us. And let's have some fun responding together this year. That's one way uh, a handful of ways you can on mission, Pastor Phil's going to share. You know, after, uh, while Pastor Brian was talking about what it means to, 
to reach out to, to our neighbors and to reach out to people and, and share with them the love of Christ. I couldn't help but think about uh, last Christmas Eve. It was one of the most beautiful uh, scenes I've ever seen. Uh, the young uh, boy, third or fourth grade, maybe second, third or fourth grade, that played Joseph, uh, the son of Christy and Justin Myers. Uh, as I came up for the Christmas Eve service, he was down in the foyer. Uh, my wife Jody w- was there greeting, and, and he was there greeting as well because he had invited like 20 of his classmates to come and to be, not just see the play, because it's a play that they could also be a part of. And, you know, that, that heart captures really what we want for all of us at every age. It's not just that we want to invite people to come and, and to, to experience worship and to hear teaching, which we do, but we want to invite people to be a part of uh, the work of God, the mission of God here in Old Town as we see God's kingdom expanded. You know, one of the things I really encourage you to do, and, and if I forget, please put me down for, for December Carpenter Shelter, but one of the things I love doing every year is I take the December carpenter shelter and I invite my neighbors who aren't necessarily part of the church and go and we, we work together and we're part of the work of God. And that's a wonderful way to reach out to your neighbors. So let me encourage you uh, to think about that too. Take a month at the carpenter shelter, invite your friends uh, to help you. You'll have a blast. We usually end up at Lost Dog Cafe after, which is uh, one of my favorite eateries. It's, 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 I think it's up to one star on the, you know, the five-star thing. But anyway, they're, they're good people there. By the way, really good people there. Um, I want to just share a little bit. Uh, so Pastor Brian wonderfully shared about the Great Commission. Let me share with you another terrific passage that could be a, a North Star for setting some of your uh, resolutions or your goals to pursue the heart of God this year. And it's uh, what... Uh, people often refer to as the great commandment. Uh, Mark 12, 30 through 31, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. And so if, 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 you had, if, if, if I had to say as your pastor, here's one of the things that I just hope we all grow in is that we would grow in our devotion and our adoration to Jesus that we would just grow our hearts in devotion and adoration. Devotion is another way to say uh, discipleship, that we would grow as disciples of Jesus. There's an ancient Jew- Jewish blessing that supposedly goes, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. May you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. And the idea here is that a rabbi's disciple would follow him so closely that they would get dusty by the dust kicked up by the rabbi. My hope for you in 2023 is that you'll get dusty. That 2023 would be a year that you followed Jesus closer than ever before. And that you were just dusty with the dust of Jesus when we're standing here, sitting here together at the end of the year. Pastor Brian mentioned ways that we can help you. The 930 Bible studies on Sunday morning, uh, the Digging Deeper and Foundation series, they're terrific. It's a wonderful way to join with others, to, to dig deeper. And on Sunday morning, starting next week, uh, in our, our worship gathering, we're going to feature a year-long series. So it's a year-long series called The Story. And this series will go from, from Genesis to Revelation. 
and it won't cover every single verse. We would never get through it in a year. But from Genesis to Revelation, and basically what we're going to be looking at is how God just was at work weaving salvation history with us in mind. And so you may know that the Bible is, is a collection of 66 individual books written over thousands of years. But what we're going to see in this, uh, this endeavor next year is how it also has this beautiful overarching theme and that, that God works salvation history obviously with Jesus and with us in mind. And so I hope you will use this, this year-long journey to grow deeper in your devotion to Christ. And then there's growing uh, deeper in our adoration. It's another way we may describe the word worship. My sincere hope is that we will all love God more by the end of this year. That we would grow in our sense of adoration. Now, you may be thinking, how do you plan to love God more? How can you make the heart grow deeper in love? Now, that's a really interesting concept when you think about it. Well, let me suggest one way with an analogy. It's an established fact in our congregation and in all the, the spheres of, of relationships I have that I am a very devoted Washington Nationals baseball fan. Extremely devoted. During the season, I watch uh, almost, I watch every game. I don't watch every inning of every game, but I keep up every game. I know who they're playing. I usually know who's pitching. I try to keep up with the players' strengths and with their challenges. Even during the offseason, I monitor acquisitions and trades. And for me, what's interesting, as I've become a very devoted Washington Nationals fan, all the other sports have sort of faded. I kind of tune into them uh, during playoff time. But I have not always been this devoted. The Nationals uh, moved here in 2005 from Montreal. My family and I moved from Minnesota to Virginia in the Richmond area in 2005. I thought that was designed by God, that while we both moved out of the cold, inhabitable, uninhabitable places uh, in our world, that I should be a Nationals fan. And so we went to a few games, but I missed a few and all that, and ne never really watched a lot of them. But then we just started watching a little more and a little more, and then we moved up here, started watching more and more, went to more games, and you get the picture. My adoration increased when my activity increased. It's not because they started winning. That was a nice part of it. I'm devoted when they're really bad, and they're really, they were the worst team in baseball last year. And I'm still devoted. My level of devotion carries me through the highs and lows of the team. Why does this matter? One way to love God more is to hang around God's people more and to actively involve yourself in the worship of God on a regular basis with God's people. You don't want to attend worship just for the sake of attending worship. You want to come and expect to encounter the living God with God's people. And if we all do, I believe we will love God more at the end of the year. I believe that we'll grow and our level of devotion, and that we'll cling to God, and that we'll love God deeply in the highs and the lows of life. So the bottom line that Pastor Brian and I are simply trying to share this morning, as you make your goals, your spiritual goals, for 2023, 
We want goals aligned with the heart of God. So let me encourage you to start there and say, God, I want my goals. I want my life. I want my prayer life, my worship life, my mission life to be in alignment with your heart. The Great Commission and the Great Commandment are two really great places to start. And when we're worshiping together in the first Sunday of January next year, let it be said that we all grew closer, more devoted, in alignment with our God. Amen.